just you were winded and you were short on breath and you needed to take a couple minutes. I remember you took your hat off, you wiped the sweat off your head, and I hadn't seen you like that in the mountains before ever. Actually, uh, not before or after. I think you were tired and you probably could have used that day off from mountain climbing. (laughs) And then I, I do, I remember thinking like, Oh man, I hope he's all right. Cause like I'm lost if he's not, <laughs> uh, but so, but then I also thought like, shit, well, if, if I, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're doing okay. We're going to get there. And I, I'm not sure if this was the peak or not, but on one of these peaks, you said to me, uh, I asked you like, how much longer do we have? And, and I think I did try to keep that to a minimum in our time together. I think I only asked you that a handful of times. And, and I asked you how much longer, and you said eight miles. And I believed you, and we were actually almost at the summit. Um, <laughs> I don't think I was on Rustman, though. The bushwhacks were some of uh, the worst days I've ever had in the mountains, or life, really. Whereas Panzer Mountain is totally opposite. It's a mountain on top of a crater. I think the weather challenges on this incident were particularly difficult. It was really the development of New York State. Catskills were responsible. Now you're listening to Inside the Line, the Catskill Mountains Podcast. I really don't know how to use this. After 103 episodes, you think I would know how to use this, John? <laughs> wow, you've been using this for 103 of them? Yes, yes. It's set up for 103, man. It's freaking crazy. So welcome to episode 103 of Inside the Line, the Catsco Mountain podcast. I have my best friend here with me, John Buttle. We're going to talk about bushwhacking stories that we've had and talk about basic bushwhacking that we've done in the Catskills and give you kind of like a lowdown of different mountains that we bushwhacked on and our experiences on a bushwhacks. Cause we know that a bushwhack is, is definitely a big part of the cat skills. It's a big part of the 3,500 club. It's a big part of what you do to get the patch. And it is an absolutely phenomenal experience. And John knows that because he has had some great experiences with me with bushwhacking. Is that correct? That is not correct. And no, no, of course it is. That is <laughs> definitely correct. It's great. Good way to, good way to feature that. But you know, I just have, I got this news, John. So this 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 brings a huge, crazy smile to my face because I I haven't brought you here, but I should. So this from was from a, an online source that says Erie Upstate New York Dive Bar will be featured in new horror film. You'll like this because you like horror films. So down near Friday, the Moonhaw area uh, that we've been hiking. Of course, we've hiked to uh, a couple times and stuff like that. Uh, is a place called Snyder's Tavern. Now, if you look off to the road and you see Snyder's Tavern, you think it is basically a a, a house that was based in uh, Beetlejuice or or something along that line. It, it is just a house sitting there in pricker bushes with no painting on it, chips and whatsoever. John, I'm going to send you this link really quickly so you can tell me what you think on your first impression of what it looks like but so it's going to be featured in a new movie uh which is crazy 
because Schneider's is it's a very oh, I low saw grade. this. You did see this, so, so I saw me... this earlier. Yes. What did you think about this? Um, that that uh that it looked like um just about anything up here. Uh, <laughs> it, that that it was no, it definitely it looks cool. Anything abandoned up here, right? Right. Would you ever have thought that would have been a, a bar? No, I wouldn't think to go in there for beer. So John, John is big on horror movies. John knows about like horror movies. Actually, the, earlier today he asked me to to watch a horror movie with him. And I'm just like that's that's a little on the the weird side. So we're not going to do that. But I actually probably will because. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Burbank said he frequently visited Snyder's Tavern when as a friend's family bought a house in the area, and uh, he spent his time there. He goes, "This place is phenomenal. The film." I want to film something here is too great of a location to not to do something with. Number one, Schneider's in the middle of absolute nowhere. There's houses nowhere nearby. It's 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 in the Moonhaw area, a Shokin area. Um, and it's despite its creepy exterior, Snyder's has a great dedicated fan base that loves to go to a local dive bar. And I agree. I've been there twice, and I gotta admit, being a hiker and, and kind of I wouldn't say a local, but kind of more native to the the Catskill area. I've been there for a long time. I love Schneider's. I think it's an absolute phenomenal place that every person should visit just because it has a different vibe. It has a vibe of the mountains. It has a vibe basically that's that's even though it looks like it's it's gonna the place you're gonna walk into it is gonna put a curse on you. It's not. It's it's a welcoming feeling area. And uh you know apparently they're gonna do a, a movie there and uh they tell you not to be afraid but they're gonna do a horror movie there so that's a little crazy and if you look at this article i'll have this article in the show notes and i'm gonna post this on my instagram and facebook because this is this is too good not to share so set to be released in may 2024 it's called what lives here also features actor Ryan Malike, best known for his portrayal of an officer dwarf in the 1980 film Friday the 13th. Do you know that that guy? I officer don't. Dwarf, that, that doesn't sound like a name that I would remember, by the way. Dwarf. It also stars Ernie O'Donnell from Chasing Amy. Nobody remembers Chasing Amy. That's I mean, that's that was a good uh oh, I forgot what his name was. Uh the comedian Jack Jay and Silent Bob. That was his his film. But Jane's chasing name was horrible film. Um, but Kevin yeah, Smith. what Kevin Smith? Yes, Kevin Smith, Judy Smith, Judy Smith, <laughs> Judy, Smith. <laughs> Judy Smith. No, 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 that's that's good old. Hopefully, people will understand that. That that John and I, once again, frequently upon Robin Williams, James Chappelle quotes and movie quotes all the time. So, yeah, once again eerie upstate new york dive bar will be featured in a new horror film so i'm looking forward to that somewhat we'll we'll, we'll see what what that brings up especially here in the catskills hopefully schneider's won't do a whole remake and do over their place to make it look like a like a, a regular bar and it'll keep itself it's it's the way it is because it's absolutely a phenomenal place so another bunch of news john um so i got a message from my friend tad that uh of an article that says Taurus dies after dies after leaping from world's second highest bu bungee jump. So a Japanese Taurus that died after taking a leap from the world's highest bungee jumps at China's Maku tower. So he is 56 year old man. He was traveling on a Japanese airport or passport 
uh, did a 764-foot jump around 4.30, and he stopped breathing when he basically, I, I don't know, he just probably jumped and, and lost his his breath or consciousness and uh, had no heartbeat when they came and they could not revive him. So there are no immediate words of the cause of death or anything like that, but 762, 764-foot drop, Jesus, you know, that's one hell of a, a climb right there to to be taking on a, a bungee jump. You know, like I'm about like 100 feet is pretty good for me. I mean, I've never bungee jumped before, but Jesus, you know, the cliffs on some of the certain peaks that you, you have on are 50 to 100 feet, and you second guess going down from those. Would you bungee it's, jump? I would actually. Yeah, me too. Where where there's no bungee jumping places. No, I could, I couldn't find any anywhere anywhere around us. And you can't even you know um, you can't even uh, zip line anymore, right? Not in the Catskills, which is was heartbreaking. It was because we were supposed to. Just, uh, zip yeah, line. we were going to do that together. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So are they going to give me a refund on that? Um, I'll look into that. I'm gonna, I'm going to tell them to look into that. But yeah. Japanese uh, man dies from a 764 foot jump. And I'm guessing, you know, he must've just like, like jumped off and kind of like lost his breath or something like that, you know, kind of like overtook him, even though he's, he's, he's considered a daredevil. So I wouldn't say that it must've been just, you know, a heart attack or something like that. That's just Crazy stuff to think of. 764 feet. Wow. You know, you got to admit, I think going from the giant ledge to Panther is is around that that bit of a climb. So that's that's crazy stuff. Uh, so what else we got? So uh, so a new wilderness management proposal could render every climb on El Capitan illegal. So we know, uh, most of us know that El Capitan is a place like out for west? yeah, out west, out in the oh. uh, Yosemite area. I'm guess I'm th yeah, because the National Park Service and the National Forest Service release a draft climbing management directive that would render all fixed anchors in wilderness illegal until the anchor can be ind individually reviewed by under resourced land management activities. So basically. They have to have a professional go out there and overview where these anchors are for people to do like fixed climbing. Now, John, I know you're familiar with the people that does uh, the what's it called? What is it called? Free solo. Yeah, Alex Honnold, free solo El Capitan. Yeah, and he did it in record time, correct? Yes. Yeah. Great, great documentary. If you haven't seen it fantastic that guy is a, is a crazy anybody who does that free soloing is a crazy son of a bitch that's all it's I tough say. to watch you're <laughs> yeah, cringing yeah you're cringing right the whole thing you're like come on you're gonna fall man but you know looking by this that uh the people who don't free solo go up and of course they go anchor to anchor uh they're climbing with ropes they're climbing with harnesses and different uh carabiners so this would have a professional go up which you know i gotta admit anybody climbing up this i would have to think that they're in the kind of professional state to say that they know what the hell they're doing to 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 do this kind of activity going up el capitan one of the the most famous 
uh, free solo places and just climbing places in general. And just to, just to have someone go up there and be like, Hey, we need to investigate. This is, is kind of a little bit beyond, I don't know how, I don't know how to say it, but that's just really sketchy. That's really, you know, let, let people be free. Let it not saying beat America, but, but you know, this is, this is what it's all about that, you know, someone's going to, of course, a couple of people have died in the past couple of years going down from there, but most of it's free solo. N- not many of it have been from fixed anchors and stuff like that. People put those up there to know, to keep themselves safe and to somebody for, to put a fixed anchor up there to be kind of unrespectful for the next person that's going to climb up is just uneducated and it wouldn't it would really wouldn't happen people check those anchors all the time so it's just really really odd kind of area um trying to read this over so uh let's see but you know you, you've watched that documentary you gotta admit like this, this is a little odd you know kind of el capitan is the area of free soloing and and climbing where you know you kind of go to be extreme basically that um that kind of mountain climbing is out of my pay grade <laughs> out of any grade whatsoever yeah. i don't even want to like you know i i had to do that with sarah and I, I was very uncomfortable with it <laughs> i mean i would love it if i could if i could master an art like that but i'm not there well it's, it's tough out here it's tough out east to get those climbs like uh out west you know where they have you know five to to one thousand foot cliffs that you can easily go up with fixed anchors and stuff like that out here it's you know you know two to five hundred feet and then it would have you know different areas of of pitches and stuff like that we have we we don't have that kind of extreme level out here of course we don't have fourteen thousand foot mountains like they do out there but um to do this i i I guess you know they say is kind of illegal anyway because you know it's built under the national uh, Forest Association, the National Park Service. So it's just, it's really weird. So it says, while climbing organizations like Access Fund agree that the placement anchors, particularly bolts in the wilderness, should be overseen by land managers, they oppose the idea that anchors ought to be considered illegal unless otherwise. So in the past, way, in the past, the way climbers would have used anchors in the wilderness and been allowable until they're causing negative impacts, which probably, you know, putting them up in in bad places to cause maybe damage to the the rock and that would be pulled out later on of course just just seeing some of this uh they don't think it, el capitan will be closed uh the uh it states that the climbing will continue and be allowed on existing anchors until those anchors can be subjugated subject uh subjugated to the mra which is mountain rescue association so I actually interviewed a guy two episodes ago about the Mountain Rescue Association on the East Coast. So it's only two or three people out there or two or three organizations out here on the East Coast about that. So understaffed, uh, basically, they said this is going to take a very long time to pursue and to get out. So uh, if if you're ever thinking about going up El Capitan, you can do it. You can still do it. Uh, This is America. You can do whatever you want. This is a free country. Rip it up. Uh, basically do what rage against the machine and say you i won't do what they tell me <laughs> yes 
That's that's basically what anybody's going to do, especially if they're climbing. You know, they don't do what you tell me. Yeah, I ain't going to do what you tell me. So, uh, one other thing, you know, is is my friend John pointed this out, uh, and I read an, an article about this. Um, it's really crazy how popular other places are on the East Coast, like the White Mountains, uh, even the Green Mountains and the Adirondacks, with how close the Catskills are to New York City, the largest metropolitan area in you know, the United States, how close we are, yet we are not as popular as the Adirondacks or White Mountains, how we have a quarter of what the, the tourism that they have in there. And it's, it, it just blows my mind every time I talk about this. Yeah. I appreciate the, uh, the level of tourism that we have too in the Catskills. Cause I feel like, um, uh, well, I mean, I don't want to make, make, make the podcast negative already. It just seems like <laughs> the treatment of the area is getting worse and worse with each year. Um, so I almost appreciate keeping the tourism down at this point. Yeah. I mean, we like, you know, it, it's a tough, it's a tough, topic to talk about because yeah i made i made this podcast to to reach out and get people aware of what to do and stuff and you know as i'm kind of reaching out to people i'm also thinking that it's not reaching out as far as i want it to be you know that uh the different organizations that i've i've interviewed and work with that they can you know offer a helping hand to, to to reach out as much as it could but you know we we all got to work together. We all got to get together and do this stuff here and there to get the word out about, you know, leave no trace and, you know, bushwhacking and stuff. Bushwhacking, you know, we're going to be talking about tonight. And it's a, it's a very hot topic in the Catskills. And John, you know, you, when did you finish again in 2018, 2019? Uh, October, 2019. So, okay. So, I mean, at the time, you, you know, you, you saw established herd paths, but you know, they would break in and out. Um, and you bushwhacked with me in 2017 when we would have no herd paths whatsoever, which is absolutely insane to, to speak about to two years later, we had established herd paths, but you know, what are you going to say that it's, it's changing and it, uh, it always is, you know, I've noticed that ever since 2015, when I started hiking the Catskills. Yeah. I started in 2015 as well. Same thing. And I also understand from a lot of people that love hiking in the Adirondacks that they love hiking in the Catskills because of, uh, uh, you, you know, there, there's still some space left to explore. Right. Which yeah. is actually pretty sad. Yeah. To, to say that, you know, you, you grew, bring up a good point. Like a lot of people say that, you know, you can fit some places in the Adirondacks two to three people wide to go up, you know, certain peaks. And to say that we have, you know, an area where not even you have to step off to have somebody else come down to that right. area when we're close to the summit is actually pretty, you know, great to say. I, I'm, I'm proud of that, you know, and let, I want to keep it that way when, you know, you're going up to, let's say, Mount Marcy, and you can fit three people wide to go up there. I mean, that's not to take anything away from that range either, because the, uh, I mean, the Adirondacks are breathtaking. I mean, being above above treeline is is something else. I gotta admit, but still, I'm not I'm not an Adirondack guy. 
I'm not either. And you know what? It's like I want to be too. I I'd love to be. Uh, I'd love to be as much of an Adirondack guy as I am Catskill. I just I don't I don't have it. And I don't know how people make the drive like four and a half hours to do that. You know, it's it's four hours for me to get to, yeah. to the lodge and Mount Mars. Oh, excuse me. But that's that's just a little too much. Well, it'd be nice to stop in Lake George for a week. Just do them all around there. Right. Lake George, Lake Placid, whatever. Yeah. So, well, thanks, John, for shooting the shit with me. So, yeah. All right. So thank you to the monthly supporters, Darren White, Vicky Ferrero, John Comiskey, Jim C., Michael Barner, David Mead, Matt Smith, and Denise White. Appreciate you for uh, supporting the show. Also, sponsor the show. Check out Outdoor Chronicles Photography. Molly from Outdoor Chronicles Photography specializes in adventure elopement and adventure couple photography in the Catskills, Adirondack, and White Mountains. She is also an officiant for getting married and a licensed guide, but she is also a story maker. Molly won't just give you photos. She'll give you memories that will last forever. Don't hesitate to get a hold of Molly on all platforms. Also, have you ever wanted to learn about more about hiking and backpacking or even just brush up on your old skills in the backcountry? Check out Trailbound Project, a hiking and backpacking school located in New Jersey. Scott and Joe from the New Jersey Search and Rescue Team have amazing backgrounds in wilderness first aid. Wilderness First Responder, and the Mountain Rescue Association, and they are here for you to learn old and new skills of hiking and backpacking. They teach anything from first aid to map and compass, hiking, and many other skills that could help you and others while on the trail. Check them out on their website and on all social media platforms. So, John, you drinking anything tonight, sir? A little Paisano. Paisano, what the heck is that? It's red wine. Red wine. You you seem to drink wed, red wine a lot when we uh when we discuss. <laughs> Do I? I don't yeah, know. Maybe, yeah. maybe I, that's a silent tradition for me. Hey, I'm having a red spirits and coke right now. Two red shots ice, of red yeah. spirits and some coke. Two shots, Jaeger. Okay. Two right, shots. I'll try to get through. Two this shots thing. of red spirits. To... <laughs> Kila. Four, <laughs> four. I have to remember beats. that not everybody speaks Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Hopefully somebody will at least. Uh you've been in any uh previous hikes lately, John? I I haven't. I, I haven't I haven't been able to get to the Catskills at all this year uh because of a knee surgery that didn't go as I hoped. So I hope to be back by next spring. But I have done all of the Otsego Octet challenges um to date this year. And they've all been supers, which means I've done them all instead of just eight of them. Nice. I have not I have not begun the falls yet this year, though. I have to crunch it into a small amount of time this month. Only local. Yeah, yeah. So keep it local. You know, if, if you can't get the Catskills, get local. Uh, that supports your local area. If you sign in and basically see that people are actually used in the area, they will keep it maintained and then we'll keep it uh, up to date basically uh so that's good john once again you're keeping it local and we have and you know you can go anywhere to search for local hikes and stuff like that everybody uses all trails i know i use all trails once in a while uh just to see at least where to park uh, but you can see you know where where to do certain local things especially local hikes will, will help you out if you just want to get out there and i suggest getting out there anywhere and everywhere so 
do it. Good, good for you, John. Uh, today, I I didn't go hiking, but I went bald eagle spotting. So it was uh, actually pretty fantastic down in the Schoharie Valley, uh, Central Bridge, Middleburg area where Vroman's nose is. Uh, the Schoharie County Eagle Trail has like a website that you can go to different spots where you can spot bald, e- bald eagles. And uh, we spotted, we went to four different spots and we spotted five bald eagles. So absolutely phenomenal experience. I don't know why bald eagles are so majestic and uh, give you such excitement. I don't know. Yeah, you always stop. You always stop to look at one. Exactly. And you don't do that for the crows and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the crows and their grickles and the you know, freaking... there's a lot of ospreys around here too and um and i wish that uh we'd get to see more of them we have a lot of awesome we have a lot of beautiful awesome birds around here yeah and john's talking about you know we're we're more upstate we're in the susquehanna valley area and we have ospreys eagles we have a lot of birds of prey red-tailed hawks you know, down in the Catskills area, you don't, you don't see many eagles down there as we do up here. I think it's more because it's a flat area, and uh, we 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 get. I don't know. I, I I don't even see the water as being that good up here as as down in the Schoharie Valley and stuff like that. Our water is actually pretty mushy uh, compared to to the Catskills, where it's actually clear and stuff like that. So I don't know, but the. Bald eagle spotting was absolutely fantastic. Got to see five bald eagles, four red-tailed hawks, and I don't know, I don't know what else, but really cool stuff. So check out the Scary Valley uh, Eagle Trail. I'm, I'm I'm I think that's what it's called, and it's uh, very fantastic. And you spot bald eagles all over the place. There's a lot of nests everywhere, so it's a very very awesome kind of laid back time of where you can just relax with the family but also get some excitement of seeing these beautiful majestic creatures that i don't know why because maybe they're you know our our nation's animal that we just are uh, astounded by its its presence but it's just it's just so cool to see them because they're huge they're 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 half the the size of me and i'm just like man these things could easily take me down so it's crazy they're like dragons. I would, I would, yeah, very close. Yeah, yeah. When they when they go down and get those, you see that stuff on online of them going down and grabbing the the salmon out of the massive, you know, river is just is just amazing. It's majestic. I don't know. I don't know. So uh once again, volunteer. Right now, everybody's kind of like closing the doors and not volunteering until we get to the spring, but 3500 Club Catskill Trail Crew. Catskill Mountain Club, the Visitor Center, anywhere you can volunteer. Uh, it would be a fantastic time. John volunteers for the uh, New York, New Jersey Trail Conference, correct? Yes, sir. Yes. Where's your uh, area? I'm right by Catterskill Falls. Oh, you have a tough area. No, no, not really. Um, they, they're they're nice and it's nice and flat. There's actually very little. Uh, there's very little up and down. Just go down to the monument and back. Yeah, but still, you got a lot to clean up. Uh, yeah, so in the summer, especially. Yeah, yeah. So thank you once again for volunteering, John. Really appreciate it. Uh, it helps out a lot, especially along that area. It is a very big tourist trap. I'm trying to, I'm going to talk to the DEC about maybe doing a live 
episode from around that area to maybe reach out to more people and to get them to know about the podcast and to get them to uh, get a little bit more education on the area as in the Catskills. As we all know, the Catskill Falls area is absolutely insane. John, I don't know why, but when you turn on that light, you basically look like the revolting blob. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, here, you know what? Hold on a second. Let me put a different one on because I got to grab a book anyway. I want to grab, uh, I want to grab the uh, the uh, the book that I made, so that when we talk about hikes, I know what you know what day we were talking about. All right, so John, we're gonna bring it into a little Casco Mountain history, huh? Yes. All right. So Going got into- this. What's that? Bushwax. Well, not yet. Okay. Not yet. We're gonna do some Casco Mountain history. So. Oh, okay. uh, once again, this was brought in by Bob Student, Hard to Catskills. So we're going to talk about the Grand Hotel, which was located in Highmount. If you've ever gone to, it's tough to, if you've gone to Bel Air Mountain, which is uh, the ski resort, right up there used to be the High Mount, the Grand Hotel, which is Highmount. Um, they demolished it. It was taken down. But basically, this was a hiker's hotel or so it was characterized by the many journalists who enthusiastically promoted this famously hostile. Built by a group of investors among the Ulster and Delaware Railroad President Thomas Cornell and the, the Grand Hotel constructed high upon the slot side of Monka Hilper's preserve above Pine Hill in the Southern Catskills, opened in the summer of 1881. Just a few days before its nearest competitor, the Catascare Hotel, who we all know that's basically on the South Mountain, and less than 24 hours prior to the assassination of the 20th president, uh, United States James A. Garfield. So Arnold Guyot, the most famous Catskill mountain hiker in the time, who had trampled the Catskills for nearly two decades, had published an influential map of his two years older, became a greatly admired guest of the Grand Hotel. So originally intended to be called the Summit Mountain Hotel, the Grand Hotel, as it was ultimately named, not only provided its guests with the most luxurious and modern facilities available at the time, it also offered them unbounded, vigorous outdoor activity and the promise of healthiest and natural environments. Uh, possessing the famous dam- Diamond Spring on the site, whose crystal clear water flowed into marble foundation and constructed of an inside it entrance to the hotel, the Grand served fresh spring water to each of its 450 bedrooms in the morning and the absolute purity of the beverage being celebrated throughout the Catskills, which we all know the Catskills has the greatest water in basically, I would say, United States, let alone the world. Um, it was situated near 40 miles of the Hudson River with pure air and lower population density. The Grand Hotel could boost, in addition, the most healthiest environment and obstructed view to the southwest of slide mountain the highest peak in the catskills this incomparable prospect it was said excelled all other vistas for it was the most part unsettled wilderness revealed little if any evidence of the blemishes of industrial civilization evident in the porches of competitors so basically we all know uh if if you've been to bel-air this is perched up on the top of kind of like a crest in between Panther and, you know, it's tough to say, kind of Drybrook Ridge uh, that overlooks Panther Mountain, Slide Mountain, and that area over there. So Goyot's map focused on Slide Mountain and the Southern Cascals and aided by 
the outdoors, which de developed America in the Civil War, and by the railroad which had reached the area of the hotel in 1871, and by the creation of the Catskill Forest preserved in 1885, it is not surprising that, that the Grand Hotel during the 1880s quickly became the most widely praised and popular hotels. Now, this was also based upon when the Catterskill Hotel was there and also the Catskill Mountain House, which was over towards the west near the uh, north-south lake area. John, you've been over there. We actually visited it several times. And this was uh, variously described as Canaris and a city unto itself. The Grand Hotel is one of the largest and most modern equipped hotels at this time. This large and imposing structure with a frontage of almost 700 feet in length straddled the Ulster and Delaware County line. So big was this building that it said the bar could be moved from one county to another as a local liquor laws and changed, which is actually fantastic. I actually read about this. Uh, in addition to seemingly countless rooms with running water and private baths, telegraph and post office, a pharmacy with a resident physician, a grill, and a rat seeker bowling alley, croquette grounds, swimming pool, tennis courts, and a nine-hole course with a clubhouse. The Grand Hotel also provided for the enjoyments of a guest, a symphony orchestra directed by Loris C. Corno, which performed concerts and tea dancer called Tea Descent. The charging rate started at $31 a week. $31 freaking dollars a week. Unbelievable. Um, three times the that price. Sounds like what I made at Walmart when I first started. <laughs> yes. Yes, I agree. Three times the price of the most expensive smaller hotels in the nearby Pine Hill area. The Grand Hotel was managed by W.F. Page in 1883 and after 1884 by Civil War veteran Edward A. Gilliatt, who moved to the Grand from the Cater School Hotel to the Grand, maintained the highest of standard throughout the Catskill history in more than 80 years. So basically, this hotel was named one of the railroad hotels, so called, because it was built near a railroad that basically accessed the hikers and the, the tourists to that area and made it accessible for different people. So uh, once one time, you know, a lot of people don't venture past Panther because, you know, they want to complete the patch and uh, there's the Drybrook Ridge on there, which would you should go to because it's an absolutely phenomenal area. And of course, Arkville and Margaretville, beautiful areas. But if you go over that crest of where the Bel Air Ski Center is, if you are coming from the east, which is most people are from New York City, to your to your right would be where the Grand Hotel once stood, 450 rooms, unbelievable area of you know 31 dollars per night, which uh, or per week. Is that what it said? Per week, right? Yes, per week. Unbelievable. I'm just you know freaking stay at a, a place for 150 dollars per night right now is just beyond what my mind can to take so 31 dollars, but you know you have the greatest catskill water that was flowing basically through the entrance of the hotel and just to have that view overlooking slide and panther and and the area would just be beyond what you would think and you know having that chance to get away from catterskill hotel and the popular catskill mountain house would be uh, an a time in its own basically to go along there 
Just imagine that, John. Wouldn't that be amazing? I can't even imagine it. That was the worst response ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, that that was that was that was pretty good. All right. So a little bit of cats come out in history there. Uh, from I I know I've talked about that before, but uh, we all know that the the hotels were a huge part of the Catskill Mountain history. And it, it amazes me every time, you know, John, you've been by the Overlook Hotel. You've been at the Catskill Mountain House. I don't know if you, have you explored the the South Mountain Hotel with me? I think you did. Yes. We went up by the cistern and stuff like that. Uh, that was a little tiny little bushwhack kind of thing. But they're a big part of Catskill Mountain history. And and, and it's crazy to, to think that once upon a time we had, those massive hotels in here that only kind of fed to the rich and you know, the people that could afford it were, were up here fantasizing about the Catskills, basically saying, you know, that this place was the grandest place in America, basically. And now, I mean, you can go anywhere. I got, I got to, I got to admit, I, I love the Catskills. They are the grandest place in America. Um, but a lot of other people are just like, oh, you know, there's the Sierra Nevadas, there's the Whites, the Adirondacks, there's the Canadian Rockies. I can't can't disagree with the Canadian Rockies are absolutely phenomenal. But just to once again say that the Catskills were the grandest place in 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 America, let alone the world, because just it was the first place discovered was was absolutely phenomenal. So. All right, so John, I'm going to break into some sponsors, and then we'll get on to uh, the talk of the night. Is that cool? Okay. Ugh. So, is it time for some new gear for hiking in the Catskills? Say no more. Camp Catskill in Terranceville has all your hiking needs: footwear, socks, moisture-wicking shirts, freeze-dried meals, Catskill merchandise, micro spikes, and snowshoes. They have all the essentials for your hiking needs. Located in Tannersville and online, check out Camp Catskill. Also, if you want free stickers, stop here. Also, if you want free stickers, let me know. I got new stickers. The brand new logo is on here. Let me know. I will send them to you free of charge. Also, if you want to hit the trails, make sure you take Scenic Route. Scenic Route Guiding is here to help you with your goals, big or small, like Marcy or Slide or Lone of the Sewards. Check out Scenic Route Guiding for gear rentals on Instagram and Facebook for more information. Also, if you mention the podcast, you can get 10% off. Use the code Mountain Lion. Also, check out Another Summit, a nonprofit program that leads outdoor adventures activities for veterans and first responders for free. Activities like walking or to hiking or even backpacking and paddling trips. Check out anothersummit.org for more information on dates and future events. Get a hold of me if you want to schedule something for your uh, veterans or first responders that might want to take out a little excavation here on on a area possibly so let's get on to the topic of the night let's go bushwhacking john and me john is gonna be with me talk about uh his bushwhacking experiences uh we're gonna talk about mostly the major peaks that everybody uh hikes and talks about which is lone lone and rocky uh what else we got fire in balsam cab north dome and, and cheryl southwest hunter we're going to talk about different areas of those i really don't have stuff i usually have an agenda going on but 
I don't have an agenda, so we're just going to go all out tonight and just go freestyle. Is that cool with you, John? Yeah, of course. Nice. So, John, uh, welcome to the show once again. Good to have you back. Uh, John, give a little tiny background about yourself if you're willing to do so. Um, it's, it's a little tough, isn't it? Eh? Yeah. So, Stash and I climbed the uh, Catskills together off and on from 2016 to 2019 uh but uh stash i'm pretty sure that i did almost every single club hike with you um i did a couple on my own but most of them were uh were with you yeah and then i just kept kept going with the the same ones that 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 you were doing so whenever you would go climbing something (laughs) i'd go with you and uh yeah it wasn't until i messed my knee up on a hike that we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, that took me out of it. I'm out of the game for good. No, I'm out of the game for 2023 so far with uh, with a bum knee. And we'll, we'll hope to have you back. But, you know, John, uh, I wouldn't say I, I've, I've guided you, but I, I've been with you on, on most of your, your Catskill hikes. I would say, what, like three or four we've, we haven't done together? Uh, yeah, maybe a handful that we haven't that we hadn't done together, but oh, definitely all the bushwhacks. Yeah, so and, definitely and that's the... the thing. You know, as as much as now, I, I absolutely love the Catskills, and I, and I think that it's one of the most beautiful places I've I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of places, and you know, I've I've heard it just like everybody else has heard it that they're not the Adirondacks, you know, they're they're not as big, they're not as majestic, but. You know, I I don't know they're they're the Catskills and um and and I love them, but I I gotta I I think I'm gonna say something I've never heard a true Catskill enthusiastic hiker say, but I don't like the bushwhacks. <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> uh, Jeez. So yeah, um, they're 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 rough. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about why they're rough. You really screwed up this episode, didn't you, man? <laughs> So, John, of course, John, uh, I've kind of led him on these these bushwhack hikes, and we'll talk about 2017. We went on a bushwhack hike up Lone and Rocky. It was actually mine and my friend Travis's finish, and we offered John to come up with us, which uh, I don't know why we did that, because how many hikes were you into it? Like 13? Uh, No, no, that was 10 and 11 for me. (laughs) <laughs> so 10 and 11 and this that, was, that was a tough 10 and 11 oh of course it was you know lone and rocky everybody usually finishes on those because they're most difficult longest uh i, w- I would say unless you're gonna do you know peaking over two two mountains a, a day and uh we offered john to come along with us because i think me and travis didn't want to be alone and john is always a good spirit he's always a good sport and uh this at the time, 2017, was a whole different story than it is now. I mean, that was six years ago. It's, it, it's tough to say that. Isn't that crazy to say that, John? I know. It really is. And and I remember, you know, I remember you telling me that, um, and that you know, this, this hike wasn't messing around. And you warned <laughs> me beforehand how long it would be and, and told me to bring a, a lot extra water. So I'll never forget. That's the only hike ever. That I brought five liters of water on, and you and, went through, and, and I went through every single drop. Wow! On on that hike, 
And this was in October, correct? It wasn't even hot. Yeah, it was mid-October. So it was beautiful day. We had a beautiful start out. We start out. I uh, got I, I Oh, the never sink was majestic. Freaking majestic. So we yep. went up uh instead a lot of people go up the table and then divert down onto loan. But we went up the Donovan Brook Ridge. I would guess I don't know what that's called. I gotta ask Jim. But we cross the two streams. We go up the Donovan Brook Ridge and uh no herd path whatsoever. We 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 didn't even hit that much of a herd path when we were on the fisherman's path and I hated the fisherman's path. I still do still do it to this day. So uh, we hit loan. We're all excited. We're just like, we hit the viewpoint. I actually find the viewpoint. Remember that view, John on loan. Yes. You do you? you no, know. no, I do. It was, it was Rocky where we were, uh, uh, where, where, where did we celebrate? We celebrated on Rocky. Yes. Correct. Right. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. So, the, yep. We had, yes, we had, I remember loan. We had beautiful views on loan because you, you just if you go below the summit and you go towards table peak table peakamoose area, you'll get beautiful views of Ashokan High Point, Ashokan Reservoir, and stuff like that. But you know, we 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 looked for the view, we found it, we got a beautiful view, beautiful day. It was wasn't sunny, but it wasn't like cloudy and stuff. We had awesome colors and and we we just i don't know we we hit it right and then we start descending towards rocky and uh right when we got into the call area we start moving up rocky it's it's slow going thick as heck but uh i remember that being so much fun because we couldn't see each other five ten feet ahead of each other correct no and it was scary because you were wearing pink yeah and you were, this was your first experience ever. This is my, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, I want to say this was my first bushwhack. And nice bushwhack. I, I, I remember, uh, I remember you being only, you know, um, one section of tree away, but I couldn't see you. And that was also, I, my ankle was, uh, nearly impaled on that hike too. Really? What happened? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, I had a, a branch uh, go through near the Achilles. Why do you not tell us of this on hikes? Jeez, well, this is like your repertoire. It's very embarrassing. Oh my god! I know I was. I have to. It was. It was. That was dumb of me, but it's it's true. I'm yeah, sorry. no, that's maybe that's what it is with me. I, I guess I'm certainly not. I yeah, no, I'm not making it sound like I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm like I'm promoting bushwhacking bushwhacking is very fun just not my it, thing it was we went up through the the thick of it uh through through lone and rocky uh travis actually navigated that way i was second you were third so actually travis did some great navigation which uh which helped us out and we got to uh the summit eventually and we celebrated because that was our you know travis and i 3500 finish and what a way to, to finish, especially the once again with the. I don't remember being that established herd paths until, you know, a couple hundred feet from the summit, right? Right. Yeah. We went completely blind from somewhat of the fisherman's path all the way up to the top. And, you know, nowadays, you know, I've traveled on Lone and Rocky not even a year ago. Well, well, around a year ago when, when my dog Lydia passed. I went up to Lone and Rocky and came down, and there is a well-established herd path where I where we came up. 
which is is absolutely insane. And uh, we got we celebrated on top of Rocky. We got beautiful views, and we uh, had a couple of shots of rum. Correct, right? Was it rum? Yeah, it was rum. Uh, oh yeah. So I uh, around the time I ran out of water uh, was when I really started to feel like I was holding you guys up. And then I felt bad for being on the hike because I felt like <laughs> you guys would, you know, do a lot better without me. So where, where do you remember, were we on the, the, like the flat area along the never sink or were we kind yes. of actually coming down? We were in, we were in the woods right around, right on the shore of the never sink. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, we were coming around the flat area there. Um, and it was, uh, uh, and yeah, I was out of water, all five liters, and we still had a long way to go. Oh, um, we had a... I remember feeling uh, I just just not ready for for that kind of hike. Oh, uh, dude! And then, I, and then I felt like I was holding you guys back. So it, it, no, it, it, man. It, it, you uh, and you, you and Travis did not like that. Luckily, not to be not to to kind of self promote myself, but luckily you had a guy like me who likes to talk and keep the chatter up a little bit and keep the kind of like m- mood up a little bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, it, I mean, I guess just as long as you realize that sometimes I can't answer back cause I just don't have the <laughs> lung capacity. You have amazing lung capacity uh, climbing and um, yeah, I'd love to answer, but I'm too busy using every bit of lung capacity I have to get up the mountain. <laughs> Yeah. So um, when you, when we descend, usually everybody goes from Rocky to Lone uh, and then descends down the Donovan Brook area. Uh, but we decided, I decided that we would take the shoulder of Rocky down to the Neversink. And that wasn't that bad. It was pretty steep. We got some pretty steep areas. Uh, no big, huge cliffs to battle, but it was just super steep, super rocky, like, like Rocky States. But then going from that area all the way back to the Denning Road was an absolute insane feat in itself. Uh, I can't even recall how many miles that was, but it felt at least like 20, 30 miles of right. just just going because we had to we had to cross so many so times. Long. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I remember, you know, I, from all, at least the research that I did, I knew one of the biggest mistakes was to not run out of water. And I ran out of water with so much of the hike left to go. Yeah. I mean, but, but still, I mean, you kind of, you kind of did pretty good for your first bushwhack ever. I would say, you know, two um, peaks is, yeah, that's a good start. I mean, yeah, two of the toughest peaks and two peaks, two peaks. Yeah. So I'm looking up the, the stats. Well, that was, that was when I did it myself. I did it by myself. I cut the time in half because you guys were kind of slowing me down. <laughs> see? <laughs> see what I mean, people, you know, see what I mean. Um, so table alone and Rocky. So it's, Oh, there it is. There it is. So 12.6 miles. Uh, 2,300 feet of elevation gain. Now it's not that that crazy, but we were at when we hit the fisherman's path. We are at seven point eight miles, so that means we have twelve point six. So that's another what four point nine miles to go. Yes. Yeah. 
So yes, when we figured out where we were, I was just like, you guys are like, oh, we're on the <laughs> flat spot. And I'm like, yeah, we still got another right long ways. Yeah, we ahead. basically still have to climb another mountain. Well, not really. It was it was yeah, flat I mean it from- was flatter, right? But the distance. Yeah, the distance was basically you're, you're walking twenty thousand more steps. Yes, it was a, a crazy, crazy time, and I gotta admit, you know, as our finish, it was fantastic time. Uh, I led John up to one of his his first bushwhacks, and you know, his that, first experience, and he that, still climbed yes. after that, which was crazy. I mean, that may have been my first retirement. I think that was my first retirement. <laughs> Your first. I'm done after this. I had it with the mountains. <laughs> What about uh? What can you remember about Friday and Balsam Cap? You know, we did, we did Friday and Balsam Cap together, and then we did Balsam Cap separate with Ralph. So, when did we do Friday and Balsam Cap? I don't remember that one with you. Yeah, I that think. was the one. Well, that we we did it with Ralph. Yeah, but when did you do Friday though? I don't remember you doing Friday with me. Oh, I must have. It's a bushwhack. Oh, of course. Um. Hold on. So I, I had time. to have. Let me pull it up here. Let's see. There's Panther. There's Wyndham. Oh, I'm not even in the stash area yet. Oh, there's <laughs> Lone and Rocky. Cool. There's Graham. One of who knows how many times. Slide again. At least you got to do Graham, bro. Oh, I know. And I got to do it three times. Another, another area that John, luckily John got to experiences before of course graham closed down was uh of course graham uh john i took john on his another bushwhack hike up god it was the east side of graham we went up the iron brook iron brook side basically i think that's what it's called um i'm gonna have to to research this a little bit more give me one second Stash, just so you know, we we did Friday on August 27, 2019. Interesting. I don't remember that. Talk about Graham Mountain really, Kirk. Remember when we we started out in in the flat area, we go up the brook, and all of a sudden we start hitting some deep snow. Remember that? Yes. No snow at all, and then all of a sudden it starts coming to freaking crazy amounts of snow. Um, yes, and I remember being scared because I didn't think that my gloves were heavy enough. And you were that was a first time post holing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's another that, that may be that's that's worse than bushwhacking. Um, <laughs> well, you did you did uh Graham in the winter twice, correct? Yes, I did Graham in the winter twice, and then I did it in the uh in spring of the summer once. Wow. Yes, I know. I got to be, I stood on that tower three times. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you went up with uh, Jake and and Heather with me. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. So, John and I. uh, That's where we saw the bear. Yeah. So, John and I uh, took our first, well, his first hike up Graham Mountain when we went Flatiron Brook. And that was nice, nice, nice. And all of a sudden we hit snow and then all of a sudden we hit absolute deep snow. And I'm just like waiting for John to be like calling it quits because it was like post holing from, I don't think, I don't remember. It was like 3000 feet up and 
John didn't look at, like he was having a good time. He looked like <laughs> crying Jordan face. Um, but he made it. We made it up to the top. We got to the summit. We got a beautiful view, right? We we didn't have any. We had clouds, but we didn't. We had a beautiful. I've view. always had a great view on Graham. Okay, no, that one time we went, we didn't have a good view. Remember, That's still it was, a good view. Yeah, Graham's, yeah. Graham's beautiful. Yeah, so that time post hold all the way up. Uh, no, no tracks whatsoever because you're going from Flatiron Brook, which is now private property, um, which the whole part of it's private property actually. So, um, and the the second time I took John up there was another winter hike, which we went the the Balsam Lake way, and then we of course diverted over to the left and ventured over into Graham. And John was was actually a little well prepared this time. Uh, I'm pretty sure your water fro froze up, correct? Yes. Yes. It was getting cold. Yes. And, and you know, the pictures that I'm looking at are from May 1st, 2018. And it looks, you know, it looks like it would look down here in January, February. It's still winter up there. Totally. Yep. We had ice on the trees. Uh, once we started at I mean, a lot of, hopefully the people have experienced Graham. When you go from Graham from Balsam Lake, when you used to do this, it would be a down and then you would start gradually going up. And then all of a sudden you hit Graham and you just go kind of up straight, straight up. And it was a fantastic, beautiful, long, it was a very long hike. It was like 9.6 miles. But when we started going up, we started hitting some pretty crazy weather, wind, I wouldn't say ice pellets, but it was pretty icy up top. We had our, our, our wasn't micro spikes. It's more trail crampons we had. And, uh, we got above the trees kind of like to where the summit is. And I don't even think we spent more than like 30 seconds I, up there. No, I remember that very well. And it was kind of just like, it was exhilarating. Like you're out here with the forces of nature. Um, so yeah. You know, you got to figure out how to best navigate it too. Yeah, we weren't up there long. Yeah, and I got to admit, being on top of Graham, I don't know how many times it's it's been at least eight or nine times that Graham has the worst weather in the Catskills. It for some reason attracts the worst weather. I've been up there many times before it has the best weather, but I've been on t on times of when thunderstorms have approached. Uh, you know, John and I are up there when it was just. 40 mile per hour winds, super cold. We couldn't stay above that tree area without yeah. trying to block ourselves. Yeah. You know, it's the cold of winter is uh, scarier than a thunderstorm from a peak. I think. Correct. Hypothermia kicks in, you know, it's, it's the thought of hypothermia really kind of clogs your mind and you're just like, you're, you're kind of scared for that. And, uh, you know, luckily John, once again, it says it's, battled Graham three times a lot of people besides you know when you you graduated from the 3500 club in what 2018 19 19 19 you know can't say they've, they've done Graham three times they can only say they've done twice once because they did it to finish the club so John has battled it in the spring it was spring what with uh with Heather and, and Jake and then in the winter, two times with me. Yes. And that then when we went up the the winter, we went up a whole different route. So we've I've gone up every. I'm pretty sure I've gone up every arm of Graham ever. And John went up one way when we came down another way. We we got to meet a bear 
actually a bear and its cub, which was absolutely phenomenal in yes, its own. That's the only, only time I ever came across a bear in the Catskills. Outrageous. I know, They're all right? over the place, like mountain lions. <laughs> so, uh, to be honest, John, I don't remember the Friday and Balsam Cap one. Yeah, I hold on. Let me. I, I'm going to get back to, to Friday. And honestly, when I just saw the pictures, I felt like there was nothing remarkable. Uh, there's, did we there's, go? Did we go to the plane crash? Did I take you down the plane crash? Sugar loaf. I don't. Uh, on Friday, I, if if there was a plane crash near, then yeah, then you must have. I don't know. I don't think I did that. So Friday we did Friday in Balsam Cap. 3,623 feet, August 27th, 2019, climbed with Stosh. Uh, okay, so I remember, now that I'm seeing the picture from the canister, I do remember it, but I guess it, yeah, I guess it really wasn't anything uh, too <laughs> remarkable, <laughs> uh, other than I was probably miserable getting to that canister. You know, I can't, I mean, I, Friday is, is one of my favorite hikes, I got to admit. I, I love well, Friday. You enjoy bushwhacking better, right? That is true. I gotta admit, I I definitely enjoy bushwhacking, and you know, I I I can't remember this this Friday. I've been up Friday like once again like eight or nine times. Uh, I can't remember this this hike with John, but I do remember our our hike from Balsam Cap with Ralph, where we ventured from Peekamoose Road. Correct. Yes. That was uh that was a fun one because it was actually, you know, I would say I mean you can't say that it, it's a hundred percent bushwhack because of the herd paths. Like, you know, coming down from balsam cap, we had a herd path most of the way, and then going up a little bit from balsam cap from the Peekamoose Road, we had uh a kind of like a road, an old road. But you know, a lot of that going from the old road to balsam cap was 100% bushwhack was, you know, finding the, the old prairie, finding uh mini balsam cap or whatever, no name cap or cap 159. Um, but going with Ralph was, was something else. And that wasn't even, you know, your first time on balsam cap. That was your second time. Right. And, uh, you know, time with Ralph. Yes time with ralph is fantastic it's like going with a, a storybook on the catskills you know you're opening a page of of the catskills that you've never heard of before so he has stories majestic stories no ralph yeah oh i love i mean ralph can just you know he's like oh the 3500 i climb all 35 of them every day seven days a week yeah right incredible yeah once again, going from the Moonhaw going up to Friday is, is one hell of a climb. It's probably one of the most, if you want to tackle on one peak, going up Friday or going up from the Moonhaw to Friday is probably the highest climb that you'll you'll take on because it involves almost 3,000 feet of climbing unless you're going to go bushwalking up Friday in Cornell. But once again, you, you go crazy up up friday and it's got some steep ledges it's got some beautiful views you got the canister so it's uh it's it's one heck of a day to do friday and balsam cap you know i don't know john i don't i really don't know why i don't have the memories from this day i just think it wasn't all that remarkable of a hike i print i 
pretty sure you hated it. Probably that's why I forgot that. Yeah, no, I definitely. So, so we did. It, it was two peaks, and they were both bushwhacks. Yep. Yeah, I hated it then. <laughs> any two peaks day is a, is a hated oh, yeah, day. Well, any two peaks day, yeah, to begin with, is is tiresome. I'm I'm hoping for some chicken and mac and cheese at the end of that day. Um, like or loads of it. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so if, if we're going to talk about two peaks, how about we talk about North Dome and Cheryl? Yeah. Yeah. Now, they, I mean, they they weren't they weren't fun either uh, for me, but uh, we got an absolute beautiful view from Cheryl. Yeah. Uh, that uh, it, it was just a perspective of the range that I'd never seen before. Actually, nor since, you know, because you know how you can get somewhat every single peak has a different view and its own different perspective. But a lot of the peaks do look similar. Cheryl, there's nothing like Cheryl. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, there's there's definitely different multiple ways to approach Cheryl. And a lot of people like to choose shaft and then go up cheryl the north dome then back down the shaft john and i chose a different way we uh actually spotted two cars uh there's a definitely a different approach that you can take from uh from north dome you just gotta kind of venture uh, along private property which isn't too difficult and it's it's the area is kind of like a spillway area there's a little parking area before the devil's path that is right alongside of a creek it's i i gotta admit that i I had a great time descending Uh, i've descended there multiple times and i've had great time descending upon that area and i took john up from shaft and then we kind of descended to the the i i you know i i can't really say what what it's called because i'm not familiar with what it's called but i i i'm I know it's called like the spillway of of whatever creek that is. It's like it's the Spruceton Creek spillway. So we go up shaft. Uh, it's a nice gradual climb going up Cheryl. I don't know if you remember that, John. It's a pretty decent climb going up Cheryl. You go yes. from a yeah. Oh, it wasn't not, easy to get to. Yeah, it's not. There's not big crazy climbs up up ledges until you get more to the top of cheryl but i i think we summited and then went to the beautiful viewpoint correct yes we went uh we went on july 2nd 2019 which would have been my first climb after slide the slide wilderness um, hike the worst of my entire life so this was (laughs) my first hike after my worst hike ever um, nice. Hey, wow! I'm surprised that 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 I uh, you you got me to do two peaks in one day a month after that, right? Um, and 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 they weren't easy ones either. So, like uh, coming across Cheryl and, and North Dome, we we hit the the viewpoint, and then we go descend upon Cheryl, and it's it's, it's always muddy. It's always muddy there. We never we never hit the the you can't hit an area going from Cheryl to North Dome that's not muddy. I gotta admit, it's 
it's a little area, but I, I've heard there's it's an actual phenomenal area if you explore. So uh, hey. sometimes if you explore the 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 area of the call of of Cheryl and North Dome, definitely it's one of the the craziest places in the Catskills. So uh, what else, John? We hit uh, North Dome, and then something happened after North Dome, right? Didn't I? Then I lose. I lost my my Fitbit. Was that your Fitbit on North yeah. Dome? Yeah, it was. Oh wow! Yeah, no, yeah, that was a big cause of stress for you. It was. It was. Yeah, because I mean, you literally. Yeah, that was. Yeah, you were literally like, "You stay here. I'm gonna go find the Fitbit." And I'm just thinking, how on earth are you planning on finding this Fitbit? Um, and yeah, you were gone a while. I was. It was like was like a half nervous. an hour. Thank you for staying staying put. By the way. I did, yeah. I didn't. Well, I, I did. I didn't go too far, but I, I moved a little bit. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't take a nap. And you did not find the Fitbit. I did not. It was. It yeah. was. It was a lost, a lost cause. I don't know why I tried. That was the stupidest thing. But you know, um, we summited North Dome and then we descended north of North Dome, which is a lot of people don't do. So usually. People descend east and then hit up the Devil's Path and then go down to the Devil's Path parking area, the end of the Devil's Path on Spruceton. But, <laughs> sorry, I wanted to go to the north and kind of follow some private property along the edge, which which I didn't go across. I can actually share, share my tracks. Um, and we hit some pretty crazy ledges going down that area it's an actual fun area i don't know if you remember that john you probably blanked it out of your life <laughs> no no i remember that i remember that well and let's also don't don't forget rusk too rusk in 2018 yeah that was right there we we go along a creek and it's actually not that bad uh kind of gets open and and we got to stay along the creek because there's a slight little access area of a dec land that you can go along the spillway and it's actually a, a pretty phenomenal hike. If you're a bushwhack uh, bushwhacker, it doesn't, you don't have to do any really stream crossing. You can stay along the side of the Creek, but I took the greatest picture of John. Actually, I took a selfie with John and John's sitting there looking at me like he is ready to, uh, you know, freaking die right now. Wow. And I use that. Is that the, the okay meme? The okay meme. <laughs> And it was absolutely no. phenomenal. You definitely hated your life at that that time. Yeah. Phenomenal bushwhack that, uh, once again, approach it from a different way. Yeah, I mean, if you go Shaft Road down to the spillway on 2020 or on West Kill Road, Spruceton Road, let me know if you want the uh, the area of which you can access from DEC land because it's a, it's a DEC parking area. Let me know if you want to want to do it because it's an absolute phenomenal hike. Whether you go up from that area or go down from the shaft road and spot two cars, it's an absolute phenomenal. Area. Or if you just need to tag North Dome, it's a great bushwhacking approach that you will have absolutely no herd paths till you get near the top. Absolutely, I'm talking about 200 feet from the summit. You will not get a herd path too because that's what we battled and. uh phenomenal time of bushwhacking down North Dome. I mean, the other areas, you know, once again, when was this again, John? 2019. 
2019. July I don't 2nd. remember herd paths until the near the top, right? Right. Right. So unbelievable. You know, once again, uh, just just crazy to say that. Just crazy to think that four years ago, uh, established herd paths weren't from the top. And now you you can easily access herd paths from the start of the hike. So uh, so I don't know if we're going to wind down with this last hike that that John we're going to talk about that John participated in. So uh, we went up Rusk Mountain from the Brewston Trailhead in the Hunter area. And uh, John, I think I told you that we were supposed to do like Sugarloaf, right? Yes. Yes, Uh, I was not not ready to do Rusk that day, and I was not prepared to do a bushwhack that day. Yes. I mean, you were prepared in a sense of... Yeah, I wasn't wasn't mentally ready to go for it. (laughs) So I I told John, I'm just like, hey, we're going to, you know, there's some thunderstorms coming. We're going to hit Rusk, and it's going to be quicker, faster. But then at the summit, I was just like, hey... Let's uh, go over to the ledges on sort of West Rusk. Uh, oh, I forgot what that that mountain is called. Hold on, hold on. Oh, I gotta... the, the mountain in the Catskills down there. That's uh, sort of evergreen in between of Rusk and Evergreen. There's some nice ledges if you ever want to go there. It, it, it requires a pretty crazy bushwhack because nobody. Only the dedicated go over the evergreen and finish the uh, the the hundred highest or something like that. So John and I, I'm just like, hey, let's descend over to evergreen and we'll get some ledges and we'll get some beautiful views. And you know, halfway down onto the the ledges, I look back at John and he has given me the utmost yeah. horrible look I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I mean, uh, well. So when we started to, I I started to struggle on this one uh, fairly immediately as start, as soon as we started (laughs) making the actual bushwhack ascent, but we got, uh, I'd say probably maybe a little over halfway, maybe 65% done. And you had sat down and um, you were, you were just, you were winded and you were short on breath and, you needed to take a couple minutes. I remember you took your hat off, you wiped the sweat off your head, and I hadn't seen you like that in the mountains before ever. Actually, uh, not before or after. I think you were tired, and you probably oh. could have used that day off from mountain climbing. <laughs> and you had I, to... I do. I remember thinking, like, "Oh man, I hope he's all right," because like I'm lost if he's not. <laughs> uh, but. So, but then I also thought like, shit, well, if, if I, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're doing okay, we're going to get there. And I, I'm not sure if this was the peak or not, but on one of these peaks, you said to me, uh, I asked you like, how much longer do we have? And, and I think I did try to keep that to a minimum in our time together. I think I only asked you that a handful of times and, and I asked you how much longer and you said eight miles. And I believed you, and we were actually almost at the summit. Um, <laughs> I don't think that was on Rust, though. Uh, but yeah, I remember believing that I still had eight miles to go. But when we did find the canister at Rust, is when we also saw the storm on the horizon. I think that was a different day. It definitely was a different day that we had that 
because we came down. So we started coming down Rusk, and it, it is, to be honest, it is 100% complete bushwhack when you're coming down there. There is thick trees, thick uh, evergreens, conifer stuff like that, pricker bushes. Once you get to near the ledges, there's pricker bushes. And John and I were both had shorts on. And uh, we really, you know, I was just like, ah, let's go to get a view. We got a good view of the the pricker bushes. And John was having pricker bushes. We got a good view to the, the south uh, of West Kill and part of the Burroughs Range. And I tell John, I'm just like, hey, you know, I look over at him and he is struggling. His face is dark red. He is not having a good time. And I go, well, we got two options, buddy. We can <laughs> descend here and kind of ask for for remote, like like physical access to uh, the road from here, um, West Kill Brewery, which I don't think they would mind. Or we can side hill all the way back over to Spruceton Road, which would be not a Spruceton Road, the Spruceton Trailhead, which would be a feed in itself because we'd have to side hill. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I John John was just like, let's get down as fast as possible because I can't. <laughs> yeah, this I was can't. not th- this was not that time then that where you were uh where you were winded and struggling. Yeah. And you know, t- just to be honest, that the it's not the the bushwhack to the ledges isn't that far from the summit. It's not even it's a little over half a mile. Oh, but, my you knee know, hurts so bad. Oh, yeah. Your knee was killing you. Yeah. And once you get below those ledges, it has been uh, forested quite quite a bit. So now let's like talk about the amount of nettles that is on this hike oh. that you, you could face going down. So once again, I called. I Well, I tried to call. I got in contact with, with West Coast Brewing. And I kind of said that my friend is having a little tough time going down this mountain. I need to to ask if your property. And I heard, I think I heard a yes, <laughs> but uh, they were back and forth. But I, they gave me access to to go down there. And John was so far behind in this hike that it, it was it was you, tough. I, I didn't even know that you called anybody. I did. You were. Wow. You were out of it that much? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Wow. You old piece of... What? Wow, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Maybe, I, I guess, was I that far behind that I didn't even see you make a phone call? No, you were just uh, along that line of basically, uh, I don't think you were paying attention. And we were actually on the... The near the top of the peak of when I I made that phone call, so you were huh. you were out of it. Oh so. man, yeah, I do. I remember that. Yeah, no, I apologize to West Kill Brewery for that. That was terrible. <laughs> they're they're awesome. They have very good beer. Very good beer at West Kill Brewery. Everybody loves that spot. So we descended upon the ledges, come down across the the West Kill Brewing area, which was full of nettles. John kind of just sucked it up and took it there from then and uh we go across west kill brewing and then we hit the road and i'm kind of like you know this is going to look kind of weird us looking like hopping out of the the area but i wasn't that 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 kind of 
scared to look like that, but I was like, it looked weird, but it's on a Tuesday. So I was like, John, you gotta, you gotta hustle across this little hill and get onto the road. And I was like, ready, go. And then John just stood there and kind of almost passed out. <laughs> He's like, I wasn't yeah. having this. That, that was, that was bad. I actually, I knew walking on that road that day, I knew I was going to be done for a while. I don't even remember how long I was done for, but um, I knew it was going to be a while. Yeah, your knee was killing you. That that was yeah, that was the hike that actually made me do something about uh, the knee. Yeah, you went and saw it afterwards, right? Yeah, yeah, check out uh, torn meniscus and uh, and a an assist was also in there. Jesus, this is what happens when you hike with Stash, right? Yeah, Uh, yeah, no, the crazy bushwhacks. I, you know, honestly, looking back, I can't believe I did so many two peak bushwhacks. Though we I killed mean, it, we I mean, so it, yeah, it's it's an accomplishment, it's not easy. Yeah, I gotta admit, we killed it, but you know, you 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 uh handled it and you destroyed it and you know, you sucked it up. I kind of wish you know, West Kill would have been open at that time, but they weren't, they don't, they don't open on Tuesdays, so uh. You know, we couldn't, I couldn't get you wasted and kind of the take away the pain, you know, but you know, that'll happen. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes you got to some, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I'd love to get back to Rusk and do that again. I would like to do it from a different location uh, from the, so, you know, there's a lot of different ways we can approach different mountains from different areas. So, like rusk i would love i've i've looked upon approaching it from like hunter area because they have some nice arms going up that you know i've I've definitely got to get back into hiking because you know next week i got to work again this week i got to work again i gotta be back in hiking this is this is absolutely ridiculous i'm getting well when's the last time you went in the catskills jesus yeah it's been a long time man three days no. It was three dollars. It was three dollars. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me tell you the last time. It's been a while since I've been in the track Catskills because you know, it's just. Uh, so I did West Kill. Oh my God, when was this? October third, almost two months. You haven't climbed any Catskills peaks for two months. I mean, I went, I went into the Trumpers Kill, which was over towards the. Uh, the kind of like Margaretville area, and that was October 17th. So it's been almost two months. Wow. I've been so busy with work and it's just it's work and stuff, you know, life. I need I need Jessica needs to to let me go. I really don't like Walmart. I really don't like it. But I mean we we'll get back at it. John, you're feeling okay so we can start doing some hikes again, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to get back to peaks by the spring. It's a long ways away. I know. Yeah, but so once again, John's here to was here to experience tell his experiences of bushwhacking the Catskills, and hopefully he can continue bushwhacking with me in the future because I, I plan on taking him some epic bushwhacking hikes. I can't wait. I seriously, can't wait to get back. I actually would love to make another one of these books. So I don't have any, I, I have nothing documented from 2019 on. And we did still go for a bunch of hikes from then to now. We did. 
We did some awesome hikes. So yeah, so John, thank you for once again uh, kind of chatting about with me about some of the bushwhacks hikes we've been on, and so hopefully somebody will will have a good passion like I do, and for maybe you do about the Catskills and to to hike, do some bushwhacks hikes that we can do later on in the future. So let's get this going. Mm-hmm. All right, once again, uh, okay. John, post hike bruise and bites. What do you suggest to go? to go to after a hike uh woodstock brewery um uh, west Coast brewery what's that place in stanford whack arnold's macadoodles <laughs> it's macadoodles <laughs> right? arnold's. what are we talking like the 19 freaking 90s <laughs> whack arnold good god <laughs> yeah so awesome awesome suggestions man uh, any, anything in tannersville the mexican restaurant in tannersville it's great yes uh Pochos Villas? Yes, we just went yes. there, actually. Uh, I would suggest that. Tabla. I'm going to suggest Tabla in, uh, in in Tannersville. Awesome spot to go and get fresh local food. I, I can't say enough about that in, in Tannersville because everything they get is fresh and local. So once again, the meat, the, the, the produce, stuff like that, all local check out tabla in in tannersville so uh, sogarty's uh the sogarty's diner best diner i've ever been to even better than phoenicia better than phoenicia Ooh, nice okay we'll have to go there i'll have to go there so once again thank you to the monthly supporters really appreciate you guys supporting the show uh once again appreciate the monthly sponsors really appreciate you guys believing me and uh 103 episodes in you're still believing in me hopefully you'll continue to believe in me um thank you to everybody who has donated the show once again your donations go straight to the show and not to me enhancements in different things and uh different areas of the show instead of just going straight to my pocket it goes to the show thank you to everyone who is still listening after 103 episodes i really appreciate it thank you john for joining me tonight on our little uh blah 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 adventure stuff that we we got to do together and hopefully you'll be back with me in the future to participate in some crazy bushwhack i really appreciate it buddy uh have a good night and uh hopefully see you soon you gotta say goodbye oh sorry (laughs) i'm so sorry zip it up and zip it out there you go peace brother Hey everyone, I just want to thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe and throw down a smooth review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any podcast platform that you use. You can also check daily updates of the podcast, hikes, hiking news, and local news on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the official website of the show. Remember this. You gotta just keep on living in the cat skills, man. L-I-V-I-N. Wicked, 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 